Welcome to Hearts and Minds. I'm Catherine McMahon and I'm joined here with Maura Cassidy. Today we're going to discuss belief, which is a bigger topic than inner peace. And as we're only going to try to keep this within 16 minutes or 17 minutes, we're going to only take a snapshot of the big picture of belief. So anyway, I'm going to pass it over to Maura here and she's going to start the ball rolling. Absolutely. Um, well, I suppose the first thing is I believe. It's the personal pronoun of I, I think, is critical in this because no one can believe for you. It's a personal journey for every person. Um, and I think that's something that's very inspiring, really, is that you have to do it yourself. Um, and as well, if we consider, like, what do you tend to believe in? Like, for most of us, we believe people. Like, we believe what somebody says because you have a relationship with them, because you trust them. So it, I think it is the same in belief, in terms of belief in God, is that you believe because you trust the person. So it is about a person first and foremost, um, because otherwise belief or religion can be reduced to just a religion of a moral code, a series of do's and don'ts, and God created you and, and here you are and that's it. There's no relationship and that's that doesn't really work for anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, again, I, I think it's important to when we look at the lives of of different people who had great belief. Like, look, look at something like St. John Paul II. When he was in his teenage years, he said he had to make a choice whether he was Catholic or not. In other words, he had to consider it. He had to, he had to do his own personal journey there. It wasn't that he was brought up Catholic. He couldn't, you know, I suppose, depend on his Polish Catholic culture. Mm. It was a personal decision for him. Um, and it didn't just happen in the moment. You know, it's not, belief is not a single experience. You know, it is a process. Um, and I think that's something we tend to overlook. Yeah, Partic- so, sometimes yeah. you kind of get the idea when you read some people, you know, and their conversion stories and stuff like that. Andre Frassard, is it, that fellow? That went into a church and then, as he said, 15 minutes later, I came out a believer, you know. And here we are, most of us, I'd say the majority of us, we're kind of in and out of our belief a little bit. Not like dramatically so, but it's not so kind of like I saw the light. Absolutely. And even in the case of Andrew Frasar, there were so many things in his life up until that moment, which I think were like little lights along his personal journey, Mm. his personal trajectory, that shone a bit of light on why he might believe or what meaning looks like for him. What does God look like? Certain truths along the journey. So sometimes when you read, you know, the the paragraph when the the conversion took place, it don't really reflect that journey. I think it's really important for us, you know, to, to actually have that patience with ourselves you know, is that belief is something that takes time. It needs to be embedded. We need to embrace it. Mind and heart, you know, it's not enough to kind of light the candle or do what I've done since I was a child. There are moments we need to engage with. We need to engage with it intellectually as well. Does mm-hmm. it make sense to me? Is it make? Does it make logical sense? Um, yeah, you have to kind of uh, develop your faith according to your age almost. I think some of us who returned to the faith after a couple of years, like our first confession, let's say. I remember at one stage I hadn't gone to confession for years and I was kind of going in and preparing and I kept on thinking, you know, I I was mean to my brother and sister and I'm thinking, like, Catherine, like, you're 21. You know what I mean? Like, you can't be saying that, like, in the <laughs> in the confessional box. Um, and that, that kind of sense of developing that faith as you're going along. Absolutely. And I think, as I said, you know, even as you mentioned there, that a six-year-old version doesn't work when you're 21 or you're 41. Mm. Or, 
and and it's sometimes moments in our life there are moments special moments in our life whether it's you know somebody having a child or a relationship or a change in my work or something that just you know force forces us to think or question why we move from the what and the how questions to the why questions when we step into belief and these days of lockdown we're doing a lot of whying really yeah. asking those questions um I think as well, you know, the whole thing of doubt, you know, sometimes believers and non-believers, you know, we all think if we doubt something, then I have a problem. You know, I'm, I, I really am never going to really believe in, in, in you know, in God or in, in, a, in a world that I can't see. Because I, I asked too many awkward questions. You know, the kid in school, who kept, the teacher kept saying, you know, mm. I'll answer your question at the end of class because she couldn't deal with you. So I think doubt is actually a very positive thing. Doubt is suggests you really want to know and you really want to understand and you want to make it your own. Yeah, but you can be fearful of doubt. I think. Absolutely. You can, be, you can be like, oh my God, like, you know, yeah, you can because be Because what you're, you know, belief, stepping into a space you haven't been before is uncomfortable. Mm. You know, it, it, you know, and I think um, doubt, I, I would suggest, I would encourage all of us with our doubts is not to leave them as doubts, but to find the answers, you know, um, and, and that's hugely, hugely important. Um, like even, for example, something like the apparent contradiction between science and faith. Well, that's a big doubt for a lot of people, mm. you know, um, whereas science and faith don't contradict each other. They don't clash. They just look at the same reality from different perspectives. You know, not many people know, for example, that the Big Bang Theory was discovered by a Belgian priest in the 1930s, yeah. you know, etc., etc. Yeah. Um Or else there are things like we're, we tend to be quite suspicious of God, you know, the idea that you know, this God, I don't need him. Why should I rely on him? You know, the fact that he's free, unconditional love, you know, in the, in the Christian tradition, Jesus dying on the cross, why die for me? Sure, I don't even know him. You know, we, we, because I suppose, you know, as C.S. Lewis, I think once said that we need unconditional love, undeserved love, but we don't want that kind of love because we want to be loved for what we do. So if God is going to give me a gift, it really has to be because I've done something to prove myself yeah. as opposed to the fact that I exist. Or kind of fearful of God, I think. Oh, completely. Uh, because of that element of just seeing your own, well, just reading, you know, sacred scripture and realising that Christ died on the cross and you're looking at this cross and you're thinking, if I'm to identify myself with Christ, it basically means nailing myself to the cross. And that's really scary. So do you know what? I think I'd much prefer the God of Sunday, you know, that Absolutely. I just keep to keep my faith to the Sunday. Don't let it enter too much into my life on yeah. the day to day because it may, yeah, it can complicate things. Agreed. And I think, I suppose I like to, to, to maybe just take a moment and look at the human life, the trajectory of human life. You know, when you marry somebody, it's all, I'm sure it's all lovely and it's rosy and it's going to be wonderful. But then there can be illness, there can be sickness, there can be financial worries, there can be losing a job, there can be a whole series of things or somebody dies, you know, that you hadn't planned for. Um, but would you, that's, that's called life and we can't bail out on life. So just because you become a Catholic or a Christian doesn't mean you're going to be crucified. But there are Christians <laughs> who are crucified, let's be honest. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think it's, it's, it's a lot like a relationship. In that relationship, you... And the beautiful thing about a relationship with God and your faith is that you're married to somebody who is actually the best 
man mm. around, um, but also that he's, he's, he's not going to bail out on you and you will have the strength to be able to deal with whatever comes along your way. Um, we tend to see God as a problem sometimes. Yeah, yeah, or some somebody. Well, he is bigger than you, um. So you imagine he, you know, he's the creator of the universe, and you're just a, kind of a small creature. Um, but I do like that idea of relationship. I think it is a helpful uh, comparison when it comes to belief, because there is an element of discovery, and there is an element of, you know, going along the way, maybe doubting maybe confronting things about yourself, but being accompanied um, with our Lord. Like Absolutely. he's helping you along the way. He's not just kind of looking at you from the outside and just saying, come on, like step up to the game, you know? Yeah. And it is, I think a life of belief and a life without belief are, are, are radically different because you do know yourself to be loved, you, do, you know, by, by God. You do have a sense of where you're going. You do. I'm not saying you don't without belief, but I suppose there is a... There is a whole dimension in life that that comes with belief, and I think that's really, really important. Like I, I suppose, even just you mentioned there, the relationship between creator and creature. There is a mm. clarity about about that when you believe is that God is God, um, and and that my response, my belief, is a response to God in His mm. loving me, His making me, His putting the world into existence, and it's messy. Obviously, mm-hmm. my response, because it's not going to be perfect. It's a journey. I'm trying to be the better person, a better version of myself, grow into the saint me. But um, it doesn't happen straight away. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't It doesn't really happen until you get to heaven. But you'd make, you're struggling along the journey mm-hmm. and you, you can't necessarily see any improvement along the way. Um, it also, I think as well, the clarity it gives, not just in terms of relationships, but also clarity in terms of um, choices. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't see freedom in the Christian or Catholic tradition as... In the freedom to do whatever I want, we see freedom, the freedom to flourish. So options are part of it, but freedom allows for greater capacity to love, to be, grow into the best version of yourself. So, for example, when I think of Christian virtue, I see that as very different to just good behaviour. That good behaviour is, I'm kind to you because you're a citizen, I'm a citizen, I should be kind to you. But if you're not kind to me, I'll be, I'm not going to be kind to you anymore. Yeah. Whereas the Christian Catholic tradition is, I'm kind to you because you're a child of God, because... I'm called to love you unconditionally. So no matter what you do to me, I'm going to try and love you. And I think that's very, very empowering. It's certainly not virtue signaling. And yeah. it does remind us, I think, in the Western tradition that, as Tom Holland, the writer, says, that you can't call yourself an atheist if you come from this part of the world. You're a Christian atheist. Because so many of our values, whether it's the dignity of the person or equality, whatever it is, they all you know, originate really from the mm. Christian tradition. And I think that's that's powerful. Yeah, no, that's very interesting. Um, I think as well, it's it's worth considering that um, that you know that each of us is unique and repeatable. You know, we're a child of God, we're authentic, um, but that we write our own personal history every day. You know, and that does make a difference. You know, and I think it's it, it's it's a really important thing to consider. You know, in our our world of celebrity status and acknowledgement, is that. The impact that we make doesn't depend on me being noticed or doesn't depend on the success of what I do. In fact, so much of the time, the greatest successes in inverted commas, you you might say spiritually, are the failures. It's when I can't manage, when things don't work out, when I'm at a crossroads. That can be a moment of great self-discovery, a moment of great growth, a moment of, you know, spiritually. Um, And I think that's really, really important thing to remind yourselves of. Yeah, it's like, um, it's just thinking of the thing of when Pope Francis was saying, you know, be happy with the God of surprises, you know, because life is messy. Yeah. And, 
that sense of belief being a journey that has maybe quite a lot of potholes along the way or just various ramps or, you know, hard shoulders, that it's necessary, that God has wanted this, you know, because I guess if your life was pretty plain sailing, you would never depend on him. You'd be forever, you know, keeping keeping the reins, you know, of your life and keeping hold of it. Whereas having those dips and having those doubts help us to redirect our attention to him and depend on him in a good sense of the of the word. Yeah, and I, 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 I totally agree. And I think, I don't want to be morbid about it, but the one thing we're sure of in life is that we were born and we will die. So why are we here? Where are we going? And I think um, just that whole sense of dependency, like belief does, is comfortable in uncomfortable spaces. You know, a person of faith is comfortable in uncomfortable spaces. So, for example, that whole area of vulnerability you mentioned there, mm. you know, the dependence on God, that sense of my own weaknesses, my own limitations, that my own personal demons um, that I'm fighting against all the time, that... Um, that it's part of my identity that I need to ask for forgiveness, that I will always need healing, um, that I will always need others, that I'm created for others, that I'm not autonomous, that I'm not in control. Now, that's not a, an excuse to bail out, mm. but it is a sense of there, that it's a partnership. And sometimes a partnership is 70, 30, you know, God, maybe that's really 100. But the truth is we do our best and he mm. wants that peace. But at the same time, vulnerability is not a problem for faith or neither is the tension between the real self and the ideal self. You know, sometimes, you know, we t- we think in our culture it's all about being perfect, you know, mm. perfectionism, or else I'm not going to bother at all because I can't be perfect. Mm. Whereas the Christian tradition is very much about journeying. You know, no matter where I am, I can always love somebody. Yeah. It's a choice. It doesn't depend on how I feel or how successful I am or how amazing I am. No, I can always love somebody. I have to say, though, sometimes the Christian faith can be portrayed... Um, and I say this because maybe following on Instagram and following various, you know, Christian bloggers or whatever you like to call it, there can be an element of, you know, God loves you no matter what, you're beautiful in his eyes, and it can stay there a little mm. bit. And I think there needs to be, um, you need to intellectualize your faith. You need to delve deeper into that understanding um, and read up about it so that your faith doesn't just stay at a cozy feeling. Mm. Um because when that suffering happens, that's not cozy. And it, just to say that God loves you is doesn't suffice many times, you know. And I think that sense of, I mean, I'm just plugging away for this, of just, you know, reading, um, reading the lives of the, faith, the saints, uh, reading the faith in a more intellectual way can really help deepen in that understanding. Um, no, absolutely. I think you're absolutely spot on. I think... You can't leave it at the level of a child or leave it at the level of just quotes, you know, inspiring quotes that give me a bit of serotonin for the day. Yeah. Nothing against the quotes are wonderful. Yeah. But I think it needs to go a lot deeper. It, it is like a relationship. Yeah. It is. And there is content. And it has to be an adult relationship. Yeah. And yeah. It, it, I suppose it's, it's, it's true that, um, you know, our religious conviction just can't be reduced to belief in things I can't see, you know, angels in heaven, which are all wonderful. Obviously, they're a very important part of our religious faith, but it is something that needs to be life-changing. It needs to be, uh, my it's philosophy of life, certainly a lifestyle, but it's a way of living, and it should transform things around me. And that has to go deep. Mm. So it needs to be, you know, hearts and minds. It needs to be about the heart and about the mind. Yeah, yeah. And we need to... Hence the name. Hence the name. We yeah. need to not be afraid of elbows on the table going, I don't get this. Yeah. You know, we can't go, well, it's a mystery, therefore I shouldn't understand it. That's a complete bailout. 
you know, obviously we can't put God into a petri dish and go, well, there he is, he's proof, because God is God. But he's logical, he's, you know, he's beautiful. Mm. There's so many things about God that we can, we can fit into our little pea brains mm. and explore and feel so Yeah, and like it's, it's like discovering an ocean. It's exactly. like, you know, there's a, yeah. And Pope Benedict said, discovering God is like, you know, diving into a pool of cool water. Like, yeah. wow. <laughs> Do you just love that right now? Yeah. Because <laughs> we're in a very hot room right now. <laughs> I drink right this yeah. through lockdown. It's not like we're in Ireland, it's just beside sea points, you know, with the freezing sea. But, uh, yeah. No, absolutely. And I think um, even just that whole thing of time, you know, mm. these days as we're in lockdown, you know, and are in a nose up against the wall, you know, mm. it, it, we, we are facing a sense of who we are and what we're trying to, what we're trying to become and why we're here maybe more intensely. So time, for, from a Christian perspective, isn't linear. It's not just a space where, um, you know, my projects I achieve, you know, et cetera, my successes, you know. Um, it's, it's really a place where I can encounter God and encounter others and I can acquire a different dimension on, on what I am, what I am. And I suppose just to finish, I would really say is that the, the end product of a journey in faith or a journey in belief is you have a sense of feeling home. Mm. You've discovered something that resonates. You've discovered a relationship that just is so so inspiring mm. and it's there forever. Um, a value system, a core value system that is something to live by and to be inspired by. And then also a community. You have a sense of sharing it with other people who are yeah. accompanying you in that journey and are watching your back. I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's very cool. <laughs> and I would just in that sense when you were saying that you know you're being at home I was thinking yeah but it's not a home like a bungalow do you know what I mean it's a home like, it's a home you know that you don't I know all the rooms now you know what I mean yes. I know whatever but almost like you know St. Teresa of Avila the interior castle you know you have various wings and various uh, rooms to discover along the way with our Lord and you'll open up you know a, a room and say here look at this and you go oh my god I never knew I had this room in my house but yeah belief is like that it's a, it's a discovery and yet it's it's very familiar so that's great anyway thank you very much Maura and um, thanks everyone for listening if you want to find out more about Hearts and Minds you can reach us at hearts-minds.ie and also we have two social media platforms Facebook and Instagram and we post up any news there.